Are you looking for more to podcast? Tune into Yogi Doc's Medical Mystery Monday, where we discuss our true crime series on how medicine could be a very bloody and mysterious business. In today's episode of Thriving Tuesday, we're going to discuss the C word. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Can you say that on the air? What? Cancer or cut? Oh, dear God. My goodness. Like, let's <laughs> talk about being candid. I mean, well, I mean, I guess you're going to have to listen all the way to find out the details, huh? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. But here's a little sneak peek. In 2020, an estimated number of 1.8 million new cases were diagnosed in the United States alone, and 606,000 of those individuals they expired. They died. Okay, you got my attention. Right? Um, okay. Well, let's dive on in. Hey there. Ever wish you were friends with an occupational therapist or even a medical doctor? Well, you're in luck. Welcome to your dose of Thriving Tuesday with Yogi Doc, where we dive into anything and everything from lifestyle topics to legit research. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so make sure that you check with your own healthcare provider. And with that being said, be ready to get inspired, get candid, and get thriving with the holistic twist of medicine. Stay tuned and grab that cup of coffee or cup of tea because the time has come, friends. I'm your hostess, thriving with the mostess, occupational therapist, Dr. Tiffany. And on this ride of life by my side is my co-host and physician, Dr. Shaz. So say goodbye to surviving because it's time that we start thriving. All right there, Shaz. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I just, you know what? Since we're kind of getting some themes going here and a little bit more structure to this uh, podcast, I mean, we just really kind of decided to kick it off with, you know, the big elephant in the room. What's, that? Uh, What's the elephant? The C word, the daunting C word. Because I will say that, like, Wait, what, we word it again? <laughs> totally makes a room silent. Well, I mean, I guess both of them kind of could. Oh, <laughs> uh, they do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable right now. Um, well, uh, this time we're going to be talking about cancer. Okay. Because as you know, like October, we're, uh, it's pretty popular for being known for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Right, right. But like, I mean, to understand what's going on with my boobies, I kind of need to know what's going she on with cancer boobies. to begin with. <laughs> yes. I know they say like save the tatas and it's like a titty kind of thing and it's like a titty party. But I've always been a boobies kind of. I've seen it even like save the hooters too. Or, hooters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would do like their wings. Now you got me thinking about their wings. See where you got me over there? My ADD like, psh, wings, hot <laughs> wings now. But yeah, so like, okay, I know recently I had like a little bit of a lump that we had to get checked out and thankfully ended up being clear and being nothing to worry about. And like, that is definitely a scare, but I know that I had so many questions going on because like, you know, we go through school, we learn so much in school about what what's going on but when it starts to become yourself or somebody close to you you start questioning things a little bit on a different manner and so like with it being breast cancer awareness month and we're just kicking out with like this episode's going to be kind of the start of cancer and like a little bit of the chat about it okay but we'll go into like in upcoming episodes in the next couple weeks into 
you know, stages and treatment and how occupational therapy works with cancer and as well as some surviving and thriving moments. So a full month of, 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 can, of cancer talk. It's yes. Talk. Yes. And I will say, I know it's, it's not always the funnest conversation, but you know what? It needs to be talked about too. And that's, and that's why months like this exist. And there's exactly you know, awareness you know, is very there's, important. There's, for that. there's cancer months for, you know, cancer awareness for into multiple different months so exactly yeah so it's definitely some you know it is a good time to be talking about it because we'll be you know you'll be seeing on the media you'll be seeing you know it's going to be everywhere for sure being promoted even at like sporting events and And it should be something that we're comfortable to talk about you know um i know that struggling with cancer must be something that's very difficult on the inside and it might be hard to reach out to people and vice versa so like i've even seen things about like the do's and don'ts and conversations and whatnot like it it just needs to be talked about and understood and and comfortable so that we could be there to support our like friends family and it might even be ourselves one day you, uh, ne- you never know that's, yeah that's very true so i mean getting a little bit of an understanding would definitely help um i know growing up i didn't have like too much of a relationship with my grandmother she passed away when i was fairly early we buried her just a couple of days after my sixth birthday, but uh, she struggled with um, going back and forth with some cancer as well. And I know that that was difficult. So I'm, I remember her mostly very sickly and uh, I've had some childhood friends. So cancer isn't something that just happens as we get older or as we age. Like I feel like I've been faced with somebody that I've known my whole life and also in different ages as well. So it's definitely a topic. Um, I can say that uh, we gotta stop the silence, right? I mean, that's the you know, that's the only way um, to really to, to really you know get going about it, um, yeah. and and not be afraid to talk about things that do make the room quiet. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. And uh, so, like, since we have so many topics on cancer to really kind of cover and share for the entire month, but. Um, in this episode, we're just going to be most mostly focusing on like like the basics of cancer and screening, and the like the risks because I I yeah, really want to know start I think absolutely yeah get some of the basics under so I can understand like what is it going to do for my boobies? She said boobies again. Yes, um, lots of boobies. She's <laughs> lots of boobies. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, it's an important topic to start off with. So let's kind of get past the the formal you know the formal basic shit. Um, essentially cancer is a disease, you know, where the cells in our body start to grow, you know, uncontrollable, uncontrollably, uncontrollably, sorry. Um, yeah. You got that. You keep yeah. drinking that Mountain Dew over yeah, there. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, so Chaz know, is definitely not a coffee drinker, but he is a cancer drinker. I like drinker. the flavor of coffee. It just doesn't, doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So um, I have cancer. I have cancer. I have coffee by myself wow. and. You know the C word. <laughs> It's going to have to get out of it out, right? But um, I will have coffee by myself and, you know, he chills with some soda. That's my, that's my addiction. But All right. So these cells start growing uncontrollably um, and they begin to spread to other parts of our body. Um, and it can really start anywhere. You know, you have cells everywhere. And that can um, like spread kind of slowly or like wildfire, yeah, right? Yeah, it depends on how it's going to spread, um, you know. It's normal for our cells to grow and multiply, and then you know 
they die and cells kind of have, you know, it's called turnover. So basically they, they, you know, the new cells replace the old cells, but sometimes this growth can just kind of get, get out of control and just be wild. And, and these cells may form, you know, what's called tumors, you know, and tumors are basically kind of lumps of tissue because the cells just keep growing. Um, and you know, they can be, you know, cancers, you know, which, you know, we've heard the word malignant, um, and they can be benign, which is basically like, you know, it's not really cancerous, but it's just kind of contained to a certain area where these cells just, you know, keep growing. Um, and then it can travel to different parts of the body. It can travel you know, through your bloodstream. It can travel, you know, through your, you know, your, your lymphatic tissue. So, you know, it's called the, uh, the lymphoid, the lymph tissue drainage. Um, and that's called, um, you know, metastasis or metastases. And that's, you know, you heard about METs and that's when the cancer spreads from the primary source to another part of the body. Yikes. Um, you know, not all cancers are, are solid like that and they could be, you know, they can form in, in other, in other tissues. Um, leukemia, for example, is when the bone marrow starts making a lot of white blood cells and that's, these, these cells start growing and dividing at an uncontrollable rate. And that is a, a form of a cancer. Um, yeah. But so like, and I heard you mention like the nine tumors, though, those are different. So they, they're not cancerous, correct? You know, correct, correct. And that's where, where we, so we don't have the spread with the benign tumors and they can be removed, but, and typically like, even if they do get removed, right, they don't, they don't typically grow back like a cancerous tumor. Yeah, they so, can, but they shouldn't. Yeah, but they could still have some serious, like life-threatening issues. I've seen, like, especially if there's a benign tumor, let's say, like in the brain. Yeah, look, location is, things. you know, it's like, yeah, know, it's, it's location's important. You know, location, location, location. You know, uh, it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, where these these tumors grow, you know, it'll affect, you know, that system or that organ. But you know, f- a few things. You know, for instance, you know, they grow without the signals or this, you know, the, the kind of, um, overseeing monitoring that tells, you know, our cells, you know, how to grow and, and, and when to stop growing. So like, I'm kind of understanding like, there's a lot of what's making a lot of it different than typical cells is like, there's like a break in like, remember the fe- telephone game you used to play when you were a kid? I mean, I know of it. I don't so know, like, I don't it's know. like played it. Okay, so, like, you know, one person starts, and they, like, whisper something in one person's ear, and then they whisper in the next. By the time it gets to the end, it's, like, a totally different thing. That's never what it started with. I, I, I think that my Indian accent back in the day probably <laughs> didn't help with that. Yeah, that might have been difficult. Might have yeah. been difficult. Well, that was the idea. And so, like, the, the concept is, like, by the time it gets to the end, it's, like, not really what it's supposed to be doing. And, like, so here it's, like, it, it's growing with not even getting the signals. So, like, it's not under, like, is it not interpreting the sim- signals? It's just, like... There's a disconnect, right? Yeah. So there's a you know, disconnect all our cells, there compared to typical growing yeah, cells, and all, so like that's what I'm pointing yeah, out. Yeah. All it's our like, cells have a, a a signaling system, and so that signal system gets gets damaged or just doesn't work. Exactly. And so the yeah. cells don't know when to stop. Um, just trying and, to give it a little bit of a visual for anybody yeah, out there that's like not so into neuro like we hear all the time. Like, yeah, there's so a path, and there's like a there's a message. Consider like here. like like a monitor, like someone supervising you know, a, a group of, of workers, that supervisor is just either not there or they're not working correctly. And so the workers just don't know when to stop. Yeah. And so these cells just start growing and growing. And then there's a disconnect and there's a disconnect. Exactly. Yeah. And then they can spread, you know, normally cells, you know, they wouldn't, you know, think of spreading to other places. They wouldn't think of 
entering the bloodstream and going to different places. But they just follow orders. They right? follow They're orders like the of, your, of your DNA. And now there's a problem with the DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, our DNA is is mutated or changed, and that's Goodness. causing you know a, a mishap in like you know the production of these cells and and the monitoring and and then the you know the spreading you know you know spreading part. Um, you know, normally, you know, you know, cancerous cells accumulate, um, you know, various changes in, in the chromosomes. And so you know, that's the DNA. And so duplication and, and the deleting and the, um, of, of the, um, of the DNA causes cells to not grow at a, at a, you know, at the normal, you know, regulated rate. And so. Um, it's, it becomes a, an issue with, you know, mutation in DNA and that can be hereditary or it can just be kind of random as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also outside risk factors, you know, sunlight, UV light can, can alter DNA and make these, yeah, these for changes different, occur. Yeah. Different kinds as well. Well, like I've also heard like, you know, uh, just since we're like relating things to games here, cancerous cells also play like a little bit of a hide and seek game with our immune system for sure. Because like, they're pretty tricky so that the immune system doesn't like recognize what's going on to kind of, I mean, even, even if it did, it, there's nothing that the immune system can really do about that besides, oh, that's a good you know, point. that, you know, besides just, you know, kind of trying to notify your body, something's wrong. Um, well, understanding like these abnormal behaviors is really what's helping researchers like to correct. take advantage of like knowing these differences and knowing the facts to be able to, develop therapies and and target some of these abnormal behaviors and in essentially like an attempt to kind of like starve the tumor on the way out um so it's wondering how cancer develops for sure but you know it can like you said it can be genetic but what does all of that mean yeah like, so basically you know everything in our body uh, is coded by our dna like yeah. my hair is dark and I have a DNA that codes that, you know, my, yeah, I hear you talking about this DNA stuff. Tell us more. You know, uh, your DNA <laughs> is basically what's been, you know, passed down from your, from your parents. You know, you're a combination of both your parents' DNA and the DNA is just, it's like a blueprint that kind of, yeah, kind of codes your body, your codes, your, your everything. You know, everything I feel that, like most of us should remember this from like high school a little bit. <laughs> if you showed up, if you showed or if you weren't up. fucking skipping, well, <laughs> you I know? was not skipping um, science class. Remember sure. when we did these X Y X Y stuff? You guys remember that time period of life? I, That's what we're talking about. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, um, you know the this the, the DNA again it codes for everything in our body, and so DNA tells the cells when to grow and when to stop and when to be regulated, and so changes happen in that blueprint and there's no way you know our system that was supposed to check those changes is also kind of faltered and therefore the blueprint is wrong and so the body starts building a wrong blueprint and does not know when to stop yeah, like um, I am. and so you know you have you know different kinds of of uh of genes in the body that try to control and regulate um, and they, and they play a role if there's something wrong, you know, in the growth of cancer. And these, you know, there's three main types. One is called proto-oncogenes. Uh, another one's called tumor suppressor genes. And another one is called DNA repair genes. And they're exactly what you think they are. So proto-oncogenes are basically the ones that are going to be making the cells grow out of control. 
tumor suppressor genes, you know, are going to be the genes that are supposed to control and regulate, but they don't. And that's why there's no suppression. And then DNA repair genes, these are, these are the coding in the DNA that, that tries to repair when DNA, this is, you're so smart. This is, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm over I'm, here looking at him funny, and he's like, what? What did I do? And I'm like, you're, look at you. You're being so man, smart. Man, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Basically, you have various parts of your blueprint and that just don't work. It's great, because like, we get um, a good understanding. Like, then know, I know what to the do The repair that. genes are supposed to be there to fix the DNA when there's problems. Because, believe it or not, your Thank DNA goodness mutates it does that. all the time. Your DNA is mutating right now. And that's... <gasps> And that's based off your diet, based off your your, your hormones, your aliens, stress. You know, you you could be. But, Yo, what? You know. <laughs> so your DNA is always changing, and you have, you know, you have genes. You have, you know, basically, uh, you know, portions of your blueprint that repair that, and that's always kind of on on the you know on the go to fix all that damaged DNA. And so when you have problems with this it mutates and that's where you have changes in your in your chromosomes and your dna or the xy xx all that stuff you know yeah from high school the, you know, and the you know, day you know, that you know, oh spiral ladder the ladder <laughs> spirals around um man. yeah but i mean like so you i'm did not I'm, go to science class did you i went that's probably one of the classes i did show up to well it's showing well i'm just asking questions because i know that not every one of our listeners have been through as many neuro classes here and like what's going on like i mean well well, we've got i mean it's not just neuro it's just physiology and And, well just and life and things yeah it's not just neuro but you know what i mean like just i know nothing else but science i know nothing else at all so it's okay Side note. Can I give a side note right now? Are you use it to type of the power power drill? No, what uh, power drill? I don't know how to use one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's like, well, you just gave yourself up for that one. <laughs> but no, I just like discovered that Bill Nye, the science guy, has a freaking adult channel, like a show. I love it. I just love it because it's him and it's like our childhood. Yeah, an yes. adult fucking version is I mean the topics are way more serious, but okay. So back to where we're at. Like I was saying, I'm very much of like a numbers kind of person. So I wanted to know what that meant. So I, I, so you I went to math class then. I did do pretty well in math. The only time, side note, um, the only time I ever got points off was because I didn't show my work in math. You just side note every time we do a side note. <laughs> I side don't know. note. Side it's note. just my brain just does it. But like my parents, like they, you know, they didn't go to school here and they learn math, like, and to do it in their head. So like when they're like teaching me or like doing homework with me or whatever, whenever they were doing help and that kind of stuff, like I just learned how to do it the way they did it. So I knew how to do it in my head, but I couldn't show my work. And so then I would get points off. So then I would do it and I would answer it. And then I would take my answer and work backwards to figure out how to show the work. And I would start at the bottom of the page and work it up. You just learn things the right way. Just so. Because my brain just didn't work that way. It already, oh it already learned one way. <laughs> like that was, that was it. Okay, so back to the numbers. <laughs> so off the side note now, right? Off, okay. back on target. Uh-huh. All right, twenty twenty. I mean, twenty twenty. I know gives a lot of us PTSD on so many other things. We're not talking about, but we're not talking about that C right word. now. That yes, that is an another C word. Unspoken C word. No more coming up. So in 2020, um, I had to look up some numbers. And for men, prostate, lung, and colorectal cancer accounted for 43% of all their cancers. 
And in women, 50% of all of their new cancers in women were breast, lung, and colorectal. Colorectal means like colon cancer. So, well, yeah. And that seems to be a big problem in all So we all all have colons. Yeah. Well, well, I'm just saying it's like it's pretty prone. Like it's a little higher up. We all poop. Men get breast cancer too. Yes. Let's not forget that. Women don't get prostate cancer. And because you don't have a prostate. I mean, you might, but. You don't uh, well, I, do, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, yeah, but, guys, but yes, dudes, dudes yeah. get. Doesn't matter do what your think. sex, gender, preference, whatever is, you are still susceptible to breast cancer. Yeah, dudes get breast cancer. Everybody and, is. And remember this that non smokers so get lung cancer. Not, yeah. Don't forget that. Lung, uh, non-smokers as well. get lung cancer. But know, like, everyone gets colon cancer. You know, just to you know, stick it kind of like the point in a little bit harder to make it stick out is, is like it always gets to all of us when we start thinking about children. And in 2020, an estimated amount of like 16,850 children and adolescents ages 0 to 19 were diagnosed with cancer. That's a lot of, that's a lot of kids. Uh-huh. And I don't, like I don't over really, I don't know the pediatrics, so I, don't, them, I do not know that. Wow. Over 1,700 of them died. How's that? For one year. Yeah. Wow. And that's all kinds of cancers? I mean. Yeah. You know, wow. And in January 2019, just like on a separate note, just to uh, put it into big it perspective. Note. Okay. No, it's not a side note, but okay, this okay, is just okay. like a big perspective. Estimated of 16.9 million cancer survivors in the United States. Ooh, woo, woo, woo. That's, an, that's a good number. All right. So we've, right. we've increased, we're expected, projected to increase 22.2 million by 2030. So okay, the next, so in the next decade. Yes. We'll so, I mean, it, it okay. is hard to talk about and whatnot, but this talk that we're talking about right here and bringing it out and getting to know it and learning what to do about my boobies is helping. She said boobies again. It's it's helping something because, take, you know, can't take you seriously sometimes. we're right. learning about it. We're learning about how it works. Researchers are figuring out how to attack it, how to starve it, how to make it go forward. Like, you know, we can only discover these things and come up with solutions when it starts to be talked about. Because the treatment options are, are changing, and that's good. And there's more options. Every, yeah. every you know, I and, feel like every few months there's new options coming out. And, that, and, and people are starting to realize, like, the risks and how to screen for it and what right. to look for. Right. Which is super important. And that's what, like, I want to focus a lot of this episode on. Because we do have an amazing research. 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 Well, we did a lot of research. But we do have an amazing resource, if I can... Properly what resource? We have an amazing resource that we're going to share with all of our listeners in this Ooh. episode. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I do think that that will be important as well. Wait, am I the resource? So, uh, no. Well, you are a reference, maybe? Okay. I don't know. I was hoping, I was, I was hoping it's Who not knows? me. That's, you I'm are not, the co host. No, I just want to make sure it wasn't me. Okay. I'm not the resource. Okay. Yeah. Not the resource. No. There side, is side note, not the resource. There is an important PDF resource that we will be sharing with our listeners. But um, as we get ready to break down how to screen and what are the risks of cancer, just, you know, right after this plug from our sponsor. You're listening to Yogi Doc, a podcast powered by Telethrive. 
Telethrive provides occupational therapy services in multiple states while specializing in sensory integration, social-emotional regulation, feeding therapies, neuromotor disorders, and pediatric neurodevelopmental disorders, which include ADHD, autism, learning disabilities, and so much more. On this podcast, our healthcare providers become your best friend. Thanks for tuning in to Yogi Doc. Now let's get back to thriving. Okay, now that we have an understanding of some of the basics of what cancer is, let's now discuss how to screen for cancer and what are some risk factors for, for cancer. Yeah, screening is definitely, definitely important and something that we should all know a little bit more about. For oh, sure. absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. So typically, yeah. you know, screening is done, you know, of course, before any symptoms, you know, pop up. But screening tests have their own risks as well, obviously. Um, some ways screenings, you know, can be done is just physical examination. You know, that's just by man, you know, manual examination. Um, you know, reviewing history, you know, reviewing labs like tissue samples or blood or urine. Um, you know, imaging. Um, you know, and you know, procedures with imaging and genetic testing. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, that's why it's very important to you know always follow up with your provider. Like, keep checking out with your healthcare provider. Go to your annual exams. Like show up and get checked out. Like listening to medical podcasts aren't going to be, you know, sufficient enough for your healthcare. Yeah, you got you got to go see your provider. Yeah. Like this, you know, this is educational pur- purposes. Like this is to get you talking about it, knowing about it, what questions to kind of ask. But you got to show up, right? You got to get that exam done, and I think that's very important. But with it being uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, I will say that I did throw together a quick resource that I wanted to share with everybody here at Yogi Doc um, for just some screening tips at home for breast cancer awareness and just be able to kind of check to see if you have any lumps or whatnot. And as we said, like it's important that everyone should be screened um, no matter your sex, gender, preference, whatever. If you're a human and you're an adult, you should, I mean, not like children can get it too, but if you're a human. Younger is harder, but yeah, it can happen. Just a human. I mean, there's really nothing else to that. Pretty much, if you're a human, I was trying to think of something to go with and human, but I just got human. But if you're a human, you need to get checked. So definitely check out our show notes um, for our web link. Um, for this important resource, you can just download the PDF right away. And below, you will also see the link um, in our description. So definitely go check that out. But uh, what are, you know, besides at home like exams, what are some other ways to protect my boobies? <laughs> boobies. Um, I'm, about, I'm like a <laughs> 10 year old boy. Um, so you know, besides just the, you know, the actual like manual exam, you know, there's, there's other ways of, you know, imaging, there's a man, you know, the mammogram, um, oh, breast I hear those ultrasound, are so painful. breast MRI. What's painful? Mammograms. How, how's it painful? You not had a mammogram. I've not had a mammogram. No. So I've not had a mammogram. I kind of. How do you know it's painful? I tried so hard to get an ultrasound. I had an ultrasound done, but um, I've heard from so many people, and like, I mean, not even just from people, but from patients and stuff. Like, think about it. You're like upside down, kind of like. Well, you're not upside down. You're laying definitely upside down. You're laying on your stomach, and you're like things are hanging. You know, your girls are hanging, and it's like a machine that's like just pushing your boobs. It's like squeezing you. Like that's not comfortable. Well, I mean, I, I guess that would be. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't imagine that. But if you know, if you, if you squeeze, well, that's what I my, my, I just, my jewels, yeah, that would hurt. 
Yeah, uh, I, I just guess. can't imagine. I guess, okay. Um, and, and they weren't very fond of wanting to do an ultrasound without doing a mammogram first, but I was lucky enough to be able to survive that one with okay. just an ultrasound. Okay. But yeah, and I didn't know that you can do a breast MRI. With... Yeah, you can do breast MRIs as well. Um, it's just that another form of imaging, me. you know, and there's no radiation involved with that. So, uh. um, but yeah, there's other, other ways, not just ultrasound, but you know, the mammogram and, and a breast MRI. We can definitely protect the boobies if we keep getting them screened different, all sorts of ways. Absolutely. Right? And then like, you know, what are some risks in that perspective all across the board? Like, what are we looking at? What are the risk factors for, you mean for breast cancer? For, for cancer, yeah. What are some of the risk factors? Well, where, you know, really, I mean, a, lot, a lot of cancers have a lot of the same risk factors, uh, you know, unfortunately. And, and family history is probably the biggest one. So if you have... Well, that makes sense. You know, okay. Yeah, if you have, you know, you know first-degree family member with, with a history of, of breast cancer or, or cancer, you know, those th- that DNA is then, you know, shared, right? If it's, if it's your parent, it can be passed, you know, passed down. And so that's probably the most, you know important family history you well know, i'm sure speaking like, more about just to, to protect your boobies right yeah you know, yeah okay so boobies, let's focus right? on the boobies boobies yeah so we have you know you know any kind of hormonal changes so you know you know female hormonal changes you know estrogen changes um that can cause so you know birth control and that stuff is no joke birth Any control lady out there all, all that hormonal control it's it's bad for you um and so it can cause long-term effects um, age, so greater than 40 years of age, uh, is also a risk factor. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, younger people can get it, but it's seen at least, you know, more so after the age of 40. You know, and I um, did see, um, on, I believe it was like the Susan J. Komen website for like their screening, it's like typically depending on different ranges, if there's different recommendations for so many different things. So nothing follows generic across the board for everybody. They were saying on average, like, um, with an average risk factors around 40, we want to start, you know, really kind of checking more, more often. And then at, for individuals with higher risks, they were saying 30s. Yeah, you go even, yeah, even further. Same with like, you know, colon cancer. You start checking and doing colonoscopy at, at 45. But if someone in your first degree family has had, has had it, you do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but before. you're higher risk then. Exactly. But I'm just saying like in exactly. general. Like, so that's why. Um, but other things include life, you know, lifestyle, you know, habits. And so I hear so much about that smoking, you know, smoking and alcohol, um, always risk factors, smoking being obviously, you know, maybe more, uh, and smoking risk factor for any cancer, um, because it does cause, you know, changes within the body and it, and it causes, you know, various levels of, of inflammation. Um, and it causes various, you know, changes, you know, within DNA. Um, and then exposure to stuff in, you know, in the environments, you know, you, you know, UV rays, uh, radiation. If you, you know, if you work at a job where there's an x-ray around or if you work somewhere where there's, you know, radiation you know, or any kind of like equipment that you know, gives off radiation, yeah, that's exposure, a, probably. that's an exposure. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, you know, people always ask me like, well, you know, if I had an x-ray, like, you know, am I at risk? I mean, one x-ray, no. And even... You know, if you've had five or ten in your life, really no. You know, like just to give you an example, you know, one one CAT scan is about two hundred and fifty X rays. Oh wow! Okay? Yeah, and you're allowed about four or five CAT scans in your life, right? Yeah. But if you're repeatedly every day working as like an X ray tech or something, and you're always exposed to it, that's um, that's something to you know think about. 
Um, I feel like exposure, though, like goes so far into how we're working as a world, too, because the the chemical plants and whatnot that people are in, you always hear those commercials from lawyers, like, have you been exposed to this or have you worked at this factory or, you know, and whatnot. There's and a lot of exposures out exactly. there. Exactly. we're coming so, like, up with new ones every day. So um, there's, you know, there's always new information coming out. I'm going to remember um, that, like, sometimes things come with a, a major price. They do. Right. They do. They come with a major price for sure. So just trying to limit those those oh, environmental factors is important. Limiting hormonal changes. So obviously, like you know, forms of birth control and all that, they can they can affect that as well. Um, so but, it's just well, and then like the big craves with like um, booby implants. What about booby implants? Booby implants. Do they make more of a risk. Boo plants. Boo plants. Boo plants. Um, oh, I like that. They don't change. Oh, your, they don't change the risk factor. They don't make it more. They don't make it less. No, um, it's um, the, it's the same. You know. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. I just knew like one of the questions like when I went to get get them done were like about um, breastfeeding. Yeah. But I never thought about asking about like oh would it increase my risk of cancer somehow like the. the it's, I mean, but, it's, it's it's a cosmetic thing, so it really doesn't yeah. it should never affect yeah. as long as it doesn't get you know infected when it happens or something. Okay. At the end of the day, like. <sighs> screening yourself and checking for results like that's just a start right if you're at all at risk or or feel like the odds or ratios work against you and you need to just in general keep that line of communication open like to people around you to have the support but mostly to your like healthcare provider get those things checked out look further right as early as possible isn't that the idea absolutely <laughs> and so doing your own you know self breast exam you know, you know, you know, go get that handout um, that we have at our PDF yeah. uh, and look at it. You know, show up for your colonoscopy. I know no one wants to do it. Just, just go to it. They give you good yeah. drugs. They put you to sleep. They give you good drugs. And you know, <laughs> don't miss. You don't miss your Pap smears. Don't miss your mammograms. Don't miss your your, your breast ultrasounds. You know, all that. Make sure you go to all your don't all miss your, your annual exams. Yeah. Like those are important every year. Get to them. I mean, we're not here to just survive we're here to thrive thrive yeah absolutely don't forget we ain't surviving we're thriving (laughs) don't forget to tune in for our next episode as we discuss this you know the c word yeah a little Um, further right to be continued virtual high five because you just finished another episode of thriving tuesday with yogi doc did that go by way too fast for anyone else If you want more or would like to be a guest, head over to our website and check out our show notes, our blog, and even register for our newsletter. And don't forget to contact us. To join our community, check us out on social media at yogidoc.tt and show some love by hitting subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Another way you can support our podcast is through paypal.me slash yogidoc and by checking our Amazon recommendations. All links are in the description. Remember to check with your own healthcare provider. This has been a Yogidoc production powered by Telethrive. Until next time, explore your wonder and keep thriving. <laughs>